This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually, it's so much more than that. It's all around us. And then Jason Miles comes back after the Euro 9 disco and he finds me tap shoes under me bed and makes me put them on while we, you know, kind of ruins the old thing. But some things you don't forget. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast and what a week it has been. It is the week that we have seen Stoke-on-Trent submit its bid to become the City of Culture 2021, which saw Peter Crouch from Stoke City, along with Eddie Hall, the world's strongest man, send the bid into space with Tim Beak, the duck. I think it's been a fantastic week and seeing that video on Twitter, on Facebook, going around everywhere, it was just... Just really a nice bit of fun and fingers crossed um, people are starting to pay attention to this city and seeing just what we can do here. So this week, I thought it was about time we took a look at the theatre scene around here. Obviously, you've got Newvik in Newcastle, you've got the Regent and Victoria Hall, but there's also loads and loads of smaller production and theatre companies springing up. I thought it was about time I went and spoke to uh, the people at Pot Boiler Theatre. When I used to think of the future, I always thought about it as like somewhere else, sunny. You know, like the really bright, fill you up inside something. And kept thinking that it just happened, that it was inevitable. That if you, if you had it that clearly, then you'd just somehow get there. And now I'm starting to think maybe that's not the case. That this is it, that everyone else is going and this is it. Here is my conversation then with Kat Boone. Pop Wheeler started in 2014. Um, we were initially supported by Appetite um, to trial pub theatre in pubs. So we started out a little project called Stories from Pub Corners, which was an evening of storytelling and, and theatre in the middle of a pub where people sat around drinking and it was a really lovely little evening. So we started off then and then since then we've done a production a year up until now. Tell me about this year's production. Um, so this year we're doing a very different show. It's called Girls, Girls, Girls. Um, and it's a coming-of-age tale that celebrates uh, growing up in Stoke-on-Trent in the 90s. And it follows three friends called Badger, Fishhead and Babyface. They're their nicknames. And it's them on a night out in Hanley. So it's them going out, having a great time, but then something odd happens and their night kind of spirals out of control. As many a night does in Hanley. Yes, it very much. That's that's what it's inspired by. But it's kind of celebrating that kind of like when you become an adult and that kind of transition from kind of youth to kind of what the future means and how terrifying that can be, but also kind of how positive it can also be. The policeman who comes see me loops like the guy off Quantum Leap. The real one who travels through time, not the hologram one. And I start wondering, what's he coming here for? This would make a rubbish episode. No one comes here, not even pretend people have to tell you. 
It's um, happening downstairs at the Exchange in Hanley, what used to be Fat Cats, um, opposite the Quality Hotel. And it's downstairs there um, from Thursday the 5th to Saturday the 7th of October. Um, and it's 7.30 every night. And how different is it when you're performing or putting on a production in a pub, in a venue that isn't normally somewhere where you'd expect theatre? Oh, it's very different, but that's kind of what we're all about. Our mission was always to kind of get different people into theatre, so people who wouldn't usually watch it, people who think it's boring, kind of about sort of going to those people and just sort of hopefully changing their mind as to what theatre's like and kind of just inspiring them a little bit that theatre can just be a good night out is what we really care about. It's a great way of just... It's cheaper as well sometimes, of just going along, having a good night, having a few drinks and watching some really cracking stories. I'm struggling to... Wait! I'm struggling to... And I get past it. What are we going to say? Could we in London tomorrow in a flat? Going out, buying expensive things, travelling places, seeing things, laughing, everything will be okay. And I'm running. I'm running. What sort of people are you expecting to come along? Kind of, actually, it's set in 1997, so we hope a lot of people who were turning 18 in the 90s, exactly that kind of audience will be coming along. Hopefully people who have that kind of nostalgia of that period. But also, I think it's like for everybody, people who are younger, who are sort of, on, you know, early 20s, who are going through that phase of, like, becoming an adult and how weird that is, it's kind of a story for them as well. But everybody's been through that experience, so it's kind of for everybody, really. And when it comes to putting on productions and theatre in general, do you find there are barriers to people going to the theatre? Yeah, I think so. I think some people see it as a little bit stuffy or it can be a little, it can be sometimes too expensive or just the stories don't resonate with them. I think that can happen. Um, but I think it's just about getting beyond that and just trying to make people see that it's, it's not boring and actually it's totally relaxed. And at a pot boiler show, you can just show up, have a drink with your mates. It's so informal and it's just meant to be fun. Is that essentially? Yeah. <laughs> You're involved in this as one of the producers. How did you start getting involved in this side of things? Um, well, I'm actually a playwright as well. Um, so I'm a playwright and producer. So I started writing quite a few years ago, writing for film and then for theatre. And then I met up with, um, through my day job, I met up with a, another director, also called Kat. Um, and we sort of came together. We've both been away to university and done theatre elsewhere and both ended up back in Stoke. So we were kind of like, why can't we do that? What we've done elsewhere and bring it here, why can't that happen? So it just started out as a chat and then ended up becoming an actual company. It was kind of like a bit of a shock that, okay, we can actually make this happen. Um, so yeah, we started started out just with a vision for that and as a result of that we kind of ended up producing it as well and it's something you just sort of fall into if you just got an idea there are ways to make it happen and it's just kind of that practical knowing the right people knowing the places to go to to ask for help knowing how to get the funding all that kind of stuff it seems really daunting and hard but over time it becomes sort of second nature is this the dream pretty much yeah i want to get bigger the dream is i think to be making stuff in stoke and then touring it regionally and nationally that's where we want to get to so theatre that's about Stoke made here premiered here for audiences here but then it's taken elsewhere so people can raise the profile of the area do you take a lot of inspiration from the city oh very much so we did um quite a lot of um surveys and speaking to people who were turning 18 in that eight, uh, in 1997 to get their kind of sense of like the color of what that was like and before in the past we've gone into pubs and spoken to people or we've taken like uh, local legends we did a series of shows called the rhapsodies in pubs which were inspired by local myths like the kids grove bogger and captain smith from the titanic and it was kind of unusual kind of stories about that so yeah we're really rooted in this area but both looking into the past and to the future 
Where do you see the future of Stoke-on-Trent then? Well, obviously we're going to win City of Culture, obviously. <laughs> um, really hope we do. Even if we don't, I think like um, it's really galvanised people, brought people together, got the similar people having the similar conversations about where I want to go. Um, so I think it's about keeping that kind of positive energy up so that in the future, yeah, things more things like this can happen. We want to see more theatre companies. We want lots of competition because that just drives up kind of quality. Um, more things happening and especially younger people as well keep, keep the kind of ball rolling, I think, because we're getting a little bit older now. So we want that younger generation to be coming on through and seeing more stuff happen and yeah and um, just making really good stuff here and making nationally making people see Stoke-on-Trent as a place where things are made I mean it's known traditionally as the maker of ceramics so it, why isn't it a maker of many other things as well? Over the last few years have you noticed a change in the city in I would say in its ambitions it's it's pride almost yeah definitely I think when I was when I first came back here after uni there was that still that thing of um oh everybody sort of takes the mick out of their own area and people like to do that I think people just think it you know oh a rubbish town type thing but I think that kind of like ethos has slightly shifted definitely and there's definitely this sense of pride kind of coming through sense of like okay we've got this history we're really proud of it let's start shouting about it a bit more also just people's ambitions about what we can achieve I I think you know 10 years ago city of culture we never would have had the conversations so to actually be talking about it is a definite shift which I think is really positive you say you want to go around maybe take, creating uh, productions, touring them regionally, nationally. What ideas do you have for that? Oh, we have so many ideas. We want to take this show on tour, hopefully. Um, but I, I'd like to do things like, I want to do more like storytelling nights. So I like the idea of doing, um, I've got this idea brewing in my head of like a midnight kind of um, sleepover type thing where everybody sort of brings their sleeping bags and like marshmallows and we sort of have storytellers and over sort of like candle na- candlelight and stuff and they sell tori- stories and that kind of thing of nighttime and what that, the potential that holds for kind of like interesting things. So I want to do that. <laughs> Does this all still count as theatre if you're not in a, a formal theatre? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it has to. <laughs> we, we, we tell our funders it's theatre, so it's going to be theatre. <laughs> no, it's definitely theatre. We, like, even theatre not happening in theatre, it's still theatre, it's still performance. It's about taking it to other places. I mean, we love theatres. We love the local theatres industry anyway. We, we're really part of it. Um, but it's about those other spaces as well and making them sort of suitable for audiences. But, yeah, we've done things in pubs, town halls, sh- empty shops. So it's quite nice to be downstairs at the exchange so it's really comfortable. So we're like, oh, lights and power and toilets. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I have also noticed there are, there seems to be a lot more smaller production companies like yourselves springing up at the moment. Yeah, definitely. There's quite a few coming coming out and sort of supporting each other and um, people trialling different things as well because there's so many different aspects to theatre. Um, it doesn't have to just... We kind of... What we do is sort of new writing. So in a way, it's quite traditional. We have a writer and director, we write a play and we make it happen. But there's lots of other companies like Scratch and Snow for doing more performance-geared stuff where the performers devise it. Um, things like companies like Restoke who are dance-based, who work with community members to create shows. So different kinds of ways of doing things, but it's all part of the same telling stories and, yeah. How competitive is it getting? <laughs> Not competitive at the moment. Thankfully, like there's lots of like funding pouring into the area. There's enough there. I think we're all mutually supportive. Ten years' time, we might be a bit more competitive. You never know. It's a good thing. There might be more funding, though. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, more funding. That's what we need. How important is it that 
you know thing things like yourselves do get this funding can apply for the funding and the funding is is available oh it's so important we can't make things like this happen without funding and making it professional getting the right people on board we believe wholeheartedly that all artists should be paid fairly and that's what it's about really getting that money and coming into stoke as well it's great for the economy that this money nationally comes into the area and that produces work for people but it's not just actors it's designers it's technicians it's all those sort of people it has a ripple effect Um, and to make the theatre we do we need a good level of funding definitely so that was a sneaky peek behind the scenes at girls 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 which is going on right now if you're listening to it uh, if you're listening to this podcast a week it comes out if not you've missed it what what a shame hopefully those you heard uh, from cat they are hoping to take it on tour as well in the near future imagine that a night out in hanley being taken around on tour something to think about there isn't it of course uh, thank you for your support to this podcast uh, really appreciate all your getting in touch and if you want to get in touch best way to do it is social media if you want to get in touch on facebook it is cultural quarter of an hour podcast and on twitter it is at cqh pod and if you go to the facebook page you'll see uh, the little video montage i did i put it out last week to uh, celebrate the um the submission of the city of culture bid let me know what you think of it uh, i put it out as a podcast as well so you might have heard it this one's got some photos added to it you know just to make it a little bit more jazzy as you do of course podcasts will be coming to you every wednesday as well